We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATB Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Hey, Brad, I am shocked. I am able to do a live video from my phone. This is the first time in months. Hallelujah, Jesus. Listen, I'm studying the book of Ezekiel. See Ezekiel right there? And let me tell you something. I am so in shock about how this reminds me of America and the apostasy going on today. Now listen, this is Ezekiel and the journey with God. Now Ezekiel's a prophet. And God's been telling him about the apostasy going on in Israel. And he's telling him, you need to tell them people. You need to uh, not look at their faces. And he says, don't look at their faces. Don't worry about what they say. This is basically what God is saying to Ezekiel. He says, or you will answer to me. I mean, it's been, <laughs> Brad, this has been an adventure studying the book of Ezekiel. Okay, so now I'm in chapter 8, and I'm like, I have got to read this to you. This is amazing. Look at this. And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I sat in my house, and the elders of Judah sat before me, that the hand of the Lord God fell there upon me. Then I beheld, and lo, a likeness as the appearance of fire from the appearance of his loins. This is amazing, bride. I would love for you to let me know if you think this is God or the Holy Ghost. He says, even downward fire. And from his loins upward, as the appearance of a brightness, as the color of amber. So, if you could picture it bright, I wrote right here. Okay, from the waist down is fire, and from the waist up is brightness. So, let me know if you think that is God the Father or the Holy Ghost. 
I mean, it's just amazing, okay? And then, one other thing I want to point out. God is always represented as fire, but Satan is represented as cold. If you have ever been to a funeral where you know somebody died and went to hell, it is like ice in there. But with God, it's fire. Okay, so let's continue here in verse 3. And he put forth, now this is this form that come before him that's half fire and half amber. He says, and he put forth the form of a hand and took me by a lock of my head and the spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heaven and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem to the door of the inner gate that looketh toward the north where was the seat of the image of jealousy which provoketh to jealousy now bride let me tell you something when you read ezekiel 1 through 7 you will weep because it is so sad the sin that israel has done before god and this is god getting ready to pour out his anger upon them and uh so that's what he means by provokes to jealousy so let's continue verse 4 and behold, the glory of God, of the God of Israel, was there, according to the vision that I saw in the plain. See, that's another vision he had about God. Then said he unto me, Son of man, lift up thine eyes now the way toward the north. So I lifted up my eyes the way towards the north, and behold, northward at the gate of the altar, this image of jealousy in the entry. Okay, now, I want you, before we go further, to remember this, bride. God is a jealous God, okay? He is jealous, and when we sin and we turn our back on Him, uh, it causes Him to be jealous, okay? When we go after other lovers. how You ask, how do we go after other lovers? Well, when you go after uh anything to comfort yourself any other idol that is getting another lover okay because god wants to be uh number one in our heart thou shall have no other gods before me okay so let's continue verse six he said furthermore unto me son of man seest thou what they do even the great abominations that the house of israel committeth here, that I should go far from my sanctuary, but turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations. And I was like, <laughs> Brian, I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, no, I don't want to read this. And he said, and he brought me to the door of the court when I looked and behold a hole in the wall. And I thought about where I'm living right now, hole in walled. <laughs> hole in the wall but anyway then said he unto me son of man dig now in the wall and when i had digged in the wall behold a door now picture this bride where we're at right now okay so he's at the temple and god is showing him what is causing him to be so angry he's giving him a visual he's taking him by the hair of the head which is funny but he's taken him by the hair of the head and he's basically transported him and he's given him a visual about what Israel has done to cause him to be so angry. 
Okay, so he says, I dig the wall. And then he said unto me, Son of man, dig now in the wall. And when I had digged in the wall, behold, a door. And he said unto me, Go in and behold the wicked abominations that they do here. I was like, No, I don't want to see. Okay, so then he says in verse 10, So I went in and saw, and behold, every form of creeping things, an abominable beast, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. I was like, oh, gross me out. Because look, Brad, this is sin. Do you see this? This is sin. The Bible says sin creeps at the door to come in. Sin is waiting to come in. And when these people uh, that are involved in this apostasy, when they do not preach about sin, this is what's happening. This is God himself, Brad. In Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 8, see up there. This is God giving Ezekiel a vision of what sin looks like to him. This is, I mean, this is like eye-opening. This is sin, creeping things, abominable beasts, and idols. Now, if you study the book of Revelation... It will cause you to weep, bride. The book of Revelation, halfway through it, like in uh, chapter 15, when he talks about the sin harvest, that is the saddest thing. I just want to cry thinking about it. Because God, when he sends the angels to the earth to reap the harvest, and he says he's going to reap the sin harvest, you know what he does? Is God, this is the second half of tribulation when he pours out his wrath. God says, I'm going in the temple and I am turning my back and let me know when this is done. Why? Because God cannot stand to look at it. This is, when people don't preach sin, sin is the very thing that keeps you from God. Sin is the thing that will send you to hell. And when these people tell you love excuses everything, please vomit me a river. <laughs> love is the truth. Love will tell you, do not do that because it will send you to hell. It will keep you from God. And this is God right here showing Ezekiel what apostasy looks like. What abominations look like to him. That word that God gave me on January 16th when I did the 40-day idols with the team and we prayed and cast down these idols every day. When the Lord gave me that word, this is part of the word, he said, this judgment that's coming to the church, the exposure that's coming. He said, I'm going to... Now, I didn't even know all this, bride. When the Lord gave me this word, I didn't know Ezekiel. I didn't know Revelation. I didn't know all that. And the Lord told me, I'm going to cause you to see the vomit, the filth, the stench that I have to see from you. I'm going to cause you to see it yourself. And the word sounded harsh. It sounded like, oh my God, I'm really writing this because he says he's going to uh, post it on the doorpost of ministries. Uh, um, what's that word? Starts with an I. Ichabod. 
He's going to post Igabog on ministries and on people's hearts. And it's because of sin. Now that I've read all this since that word, I see it now. I, I First, I read Revelation for my books and asked the Holy Ghost to let me live it. It was amazing. Okay, then I read Acts. Then he had me read the book of John. And in Acts, I was thinking, why are the apostles, man, these guys are bold. Yeah, they loved people. But they would call you out in a minute. They would tell you, don't lie to the Holy Ghost. You're lying. You viperous people. You know <laughs> You know what I mean? And then Jesus. Jesus was bold when it came to sin. He didn't put up with shenanigans. You know? And then you read all that and you think, what are these people doing with this false New Age Christ they're preaching out here? Saying that love is inclusive and all this. But anyways, I just wanted to explain this to you, Bride, that God has given us a visual. And he's talking about a temple. And I can't help but think about the book of Revelation with God going in the temple for the last three and a half years and saying, let me know when this is done. Because I don't even want to see the horror that's about to hit the earth. Because everyone that does all these things, all these apostasies, they are going to reap the price from God. That's why we have to forgive these people when they kill us. It will be the apostasy bride that kills us in the end. They will be the ones, the religious people, who are calling fundamentalists, people that preach sin, people that uh, believe in hell anymore, they're going to kill them because they call us haters, haters, religious zealots, and all this other mess that they're going to use to do it. Okay, so let's go back to how God is explaining sin in a visual. Remember, this is in his temple. So I went in and saw, and behold, every form of creeping things and abominable beast and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed on the wall round about. And there stood before them seventy men of the ancients of the house of Israel. And in the midst of them stood Jezaniah, the son of Shaphan, with every man his censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. Let me tell you, bride, when I talk about judgments in my book, I got that whole book on judgment, uh, when I talk about it, I talk about how there's many ways that God does judgment. God will see the sin and bring judgment. God will hear the cries of the people and judgment. So he will see, he will hear the cries. So like it says right here, uh, and the incense went up and he will also smell. Okay, like that word I was telling you, the stench of sin. There is, when we pray, okay, did you know God gathers our prayers before the throne in bowls? And, you know, I thought this was neat when I studied the book of Revelation, that uh, all of our prayers in the end of times, when it comes down to the angels pouring out the bowls and stuff, they gather all them prayers. Isn't that neat? 
Okay, so anyways, let's go back here. Then verse 12. Then said he unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the chambers of his imagery. For they say, The Lord seeth us not. The Lord has forsaken the earth. And I wrote above here, Oh my God, this is what they are saying now. They think God is not watching all this apostasy and all this vomit that's happening. He is very much seeing it. And what's going to be sad is all the people that's attached to this apostasy, hear me, bride. If you are attached to a false prophet and you are attached to this apostasy, when this judgment comes, you will receive the same measure as that falsity. It's through all the judgments were the same way. And even the land they're attached to will be judged. So like, I feel sorry for California because the land uh, will answer for all of the craziness that they do on the land. You know what I mean? Okay, so let's go over here to 13. He said also unto me, Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that they do. I was like, no! No, Lord, I don't want to see more. Remember what he already showed us in the temple right here. Every form of creeping things and abominable beasts and all the idols in the house of Israel. That is gross. That is sin. And now he's going to show us more? No. Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. And behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations than these. I was like, no. And he brought me into the inner court. Now, bride, this is sad. This is so sad because remember when they built the temple uh, back in the Old Testament, when they built it, all the different rules that God had for the inner courts. Do you remember this? Sin, all that stuff had to be out. The inner courts is the private area, the closeness, the closer to God, the intimacy to God. Okay, so just picture that. And he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house. And behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord. Oh my goodness, this is at the door. Between the porch and the altar were about 25 men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east. And they worshiped the sun toward the east. And look what I wrote. New Age and Catholics. That is the apostasy right there. New Age uh, has a lot to do with worshiping the sun. You know, in other words, the abomination. This is the abomination. This is the apostasy right there. Because think about it. All the ministers that were close to the Lord, intimate to the Lord, called of the Lord, and then they turned their back and they go towards this worldly, one world religion, and this one world system, and they end up worshiping the sun. They end up worshiping the earth, the creation, 
and all this. It's really sad. And then he says, Then he said unto me, Has thou seen this, O son of man? Is it a light thing to the house of Judah that they commit the abominations which they commit here? Isn't that sad? For they have filled the land with violence and have returned to provoke me to anger. And lo, they put the branch to their nose. Therefore will I also deal in fury. My eye shall not spare, neither will I have pity. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, yet will I not hear them. And see, that is what he says a lot in Ezekiel. He's like, I am not even going to listen to you because of what you have done to me. And so I just wanted to point this out, Brian, because um, I want you to understand that with sin, this is what it looks like right there. And we have got to, uh, you know, make sure we remember that God is watching and that we are not to partner with the apostasy. We got to pull out. You know, the Lord gave me a dream the other night when I was in consecration this week and shut off from everything. He gave me a dream and he told me, he said that my ministry, we are the bride ministries, uh, the radio and television, is set apart for purity. And God had to reveal the apostasy before he released me into the fullness of this media ministry. So that's why this, the American Expose, is written. This, the American Idols, to show the idolatry in the church. The judgment that's coming because of the apostasy. And then this is where we're going. The last American bride. So, the Lord showed me, I had to show you all this. Because you are going to have a media ministry that is preaching purity and truth. And that is not attached to the apostasy. And see, I would have never known this bride. Not that I can think of anyway. If God would have not have sent me across the country last year and showed me the sickness in the church. Now, this is what's born out of it, and this is birthing a media ministry that is pulling together people of truth, that the Word of God will be preached unadulterated, the pure Word of God, and that is not compromised the gospel with the world. Amen. I love you, and have a blessed day.